Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to yet another, oh my god, it's two weeks in a row, it is Break It Down, Alex McCarthy here with Kenny McIntosh as usual, and of course there is an abundance of wrestling news for us to get into as the summer of wrestling love continues, Kenny, how are you man? I'm good, we're on a roll, two weeks in a row. Can't we stop? I mean, before you know it, we're going to do three weeks in a row and people are going to be going wild. Just with that that level of commitment that we're going to lining share. the streets with joy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. There's loads of going on. I was just watching uh, before we came on. Actually, I was watching last night's Dynamite. Um, mm. Watching the MGF Adam Cole stuff, and you know, like AEW have been criticised for lack of stories, quite rightly. But like the MGF and Adam Cole stuff, I know you said it's what it's so fun. It's so good. I am glad you've brought this up. There's a few things we want to get into today. We're going to start with this. I also want to talk about that heinous heinous tweet that said Cena is better at everything than the rocket has rattled me well, I'm still replying to it now right like, like, <laughs> like, like 14 hours after I first saw it I'm still replying to tweets um and and of course we do have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn my interview with them from Money in the Bank on this show two undisputed tag team champions in, indeed they are and we do have to talk a little bit about how they made the news this week with some stuff after the main event on Raw. Uh, but circling back to uh, Adam Cole and MJF, it is one of the most fun 
pairings. I am wildly entertained by what they're doing with them right now. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say it's rock and sock vibes because it is kind of totally different. But at the same time, there are shades of, uh, you know, tonally in terms of the story, like rivals who kind of end up becoming, you know, like Adam Cole can't sort of help but like MJF a little bit, you, you sense. But MJF is totally over the top and fantastic in what he's doing. Um God, he's good, isn't he? God, he's good. But is it just the segments as well? Um, ah, I but love it when story is laden with stuff like this, where you know they're getting the gym segments and like the backstage bits, and you know, like MJF is trying to make him. You know, when they finally do the double clothesline, Kenny, the roof is going to come off whatever arena that is, and that is just like it's so simple. Yeah, and like, again, the, the weird... simple things so well. The way you know that it works so well is because you know MJF's a heel. You know he's a dick. You're under no illusion that he's now a babyface. But there's part of you that is warming to him and you're yeah. kind of getting sucked into the, the game. And like, I think one of the, the things that AEW has struggled with a lot is lack of story in terms of it's either you need to watch BTE to get what's going on or you need to have watched some PWG match to get a callback to a move or whatever. But like, vignettes and backstage segments and all that are like are part of what can make wrestling more fun and I think with MJF and Adam Cole this stuff has just made me so much more into them so much more into Adam Cole than I was before not that I don't like him but I just wasn't like that fussed yeah um, I know you, you've you've historically not you know been enamored with hour-long Adam Cole but this is obviously more layers right yeah this is like more layers because the thing is like if you look at anything historically in wrestling that has drawn the most money it is character driven stuff yeah. like every time so it's like even all in the first all in it wasn't the the bucks match that, that was the big draw on that show or the omega match not because they're not talented enough to i'm not saying they're not talented enough to draw shows of course that'd be a ridiculous thing to say but the draw of that show was cody rhodes and nick aldis for the yeah. nwa title because there was story so, yeah, story for me is great. And I think that uh, the MGF Cole stuff is just really hitting. And, like, last night when they were playing video games and, like, you know, you've got, you've got MGF not wanting to play video games. And then there's this moment, I don't know if you've seen it, so I'm spoiling potential, but, but there's a great bit where they're sitting playing this video game and it's the only way Adam Cole's agreed to wear the T-shirt. And um, and they're playing it and MGF's oh, this is really fun. Uh I, I like playing it with people and Adam Cole's like what, what are you talking about you never played a multiplayer before and he's like you need to have friends to play multiplayer and I was like I'm in <laughs> I'm hooked even though I know he's lying through his teeth uh, that's, that's the great thing about MJF though right because even like when he was doing the stuff with Punk and like I know you know since then they talk about how his missus has left him and all this stuff right like you, know, you, you kind of ever so gradually and whether they've meant to do this or not but you know just as a reward for kind of paying attention Ever so gradually, you learn more and more about MJF, right? And maybe why he's such a colossus prick, sort of mm-hmm. thing. And um, and you know, more than that, you know he's gonna fuck Adam Cole. Like you know, <laughs> you know full well that he is gonna fuck him, uh, and it's gonna, t- and that's gonna get us to the title match eventually. But the predicament they must have now, AW must be looking at how hot this is and how well received and entertaining this is, and they must think, how can we make this last? Right, how I don't want it to be over yet, Kenny. Right, I, I, I hope there's legs to this. I want them to win this too. I want them to be touched. I want to see it all. Um, and that's that's the challenge because, as I mentioned, the Rock and Sock earlier, they'd already had their rivalry, 
right? Brutal rivalry from sort of late 98 into 99. And then it's not till the tail end of 99, you get the rock and suck connection. And it's kind of, and that's kind of why it works almost. This is the reverse, right? We, we're getting the, you know, they've had some words, but now they're kind of full, being forced to be friends. And there's just this chemistry that you can't deny. So what does Tony Khan do now? Does he find a way to keep it rocking? Like, do you turn it into like a Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho situation from 2016, 17, where you go, okay, well, we can make this the long road and they can kind of be together. And I don't think they will, but there must be a thought to do so. Yeah. And then also, I mean, if the, if the end game is you've got to assume they're going to win this tournament um, when they win the finals next week. So <clears throat> you assume that we're then going to get this big Cole and MJF against FTR match, which should be a really big mm. match because FTR have kind of been on the island of collision not to be interacting with anybody else who's not on that also, show. Also, also the, the pinnacle uh, history, like, yes. you know, they didn't really explain they never really broke up the pinnacle, did they? They just kind of, it just wasn't anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think obviously I know like the Wardlow MJF feud is kind of like the end of that, but there was never a, oh, and the pinnacle's over. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that that is one of the, one of the things with AEW that is something that like, it'd be good if they had someone in to kind of be like, I'm going to fix this is like, there's so many factions that either list like they, they, they broke away because I feel like what we're going to get is we're going to get some sort of MGF and FTR thing where FTR are like, you were a monster of a leader. And so you never said that at the time. But now you're going to say it because we need to try and shoehorn some story stuff in. So I hope they've maybe got like a cleverer thing to do. Like maybe they've got some stuff stuff in the bag that they can show to kind of make that MGF and FTR thing feel even bigger. than. And maybe that's the double clothesline spot as well that you're talking about. Maybe that, Maybe we get it in the FTR match. Uh, whenever that is, so yeah, it's it's the best thing in AEW TV right now. They've 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 really kind of done better with the TV since Double or Nothing. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're they're on an upward trend quality wise. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on the Rock thing now, right? Of course, because I need to get that. I'm get, I'm I'm listening to what Kenny is saying right now, but I'm also <laughs> looking at my phone. And I'm getting fucking angry. Do you want me to read but... the t- do you want me to read the tweet first so that you can you can go on and set the table. Okay, so this was Ben on Twitter, right? And this just kind of it must have been going been going so viral of people just being like, What a fucking idiot that it got to me. So it's a photo of Cena and the Rock from WrestleMania twenty eight, and it just says hot take, John Cena is better than the Rock in almost every way. That is the take. And I responded saying this is an awful take. And then I put in brackets because I knew there would be people who would say it, except if it's Make-A-Wish stuff, which Cena obviously trumps everyone and is amazing at. Because he is amazing yeah. at all that stuff. Which is very valid, yeah. It's a very, yeah. very valid re- response. Uh, you'll be pleased to know your quote tree is obviously what brought me to the, the brought <laughs> to my attention, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, was like, it was like, I don't know what it was, maybe like 10 o'clock last night, something like that. I was kind of getting ready for bed and then I saw it. And I've got really good lately at just ignoring Twitter, right? Like I see lots of stuff happening on there and I like drama or arguments. And I just think I'm going to stay out of that. I, I don't need it. Right. So, I, I, you, anyone who's followed me for a while will know that I've, I, I, I mean, I'm still fairly active, but I used to be a lot more active. It used to be like my bread and butter. Um, whereas now I'll kind of promote my work. And, you know, if I have something you know, positive to say, maybe, but I saw this, and it was one of them where, like, I did. I put my phone down, and I thought, "No, I can't let that go." And and I, <laughs> I had to say, 
that is just a ludicrous take, right? Like to say, not only that he's better than him in everything, right? In every way, he's better than The Rock. I was like, but if you say that, and this is obviously what I replied, you you can't have properly seen The Rock in his pomp. Like, you just can't. You can't have seen him from when he went through, you know, let's say from the heel turn in Nation of Domination onwards, right? You just you just haven't seen him. And I'm gonna, in a minute, I'm going to read out some of the replies to my tweet because some of them are just baffling. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the, the things that people, like, ration out as Cena being better. And again, let me make this clear. No problem with John Cena here. Big fan of John Cena now. Yeah. Um, I, I loved the first couple years of his career, and I enjoyed the last two or three of his full-time career. The stuff in between wasn't for me, right? The Super Cena, it just wasn't for me. Didn't really enjoy it. Um, but he had, you know, those moments. And I'm not going to detract from, you know, the CM Punk Money in the Bank thing. It was it was, a, was like a great match, right? And he's he's had some great matches. But, you know, has he, has he had many great rivalries and feuds, my two, really? I know, I know you've got stuff to read that, but just very quickly, here's the two things that I want to take away from it. So a guy called Rob tweeted me back and said, "I don't think any year of Rock in Ring touches Cena in 2007 oh. when he was when he was even having great matches with Cali and Lashley." And to that point, I do want to say, right, 2007 was a great year for him in the ring because he did have the Umaga, the Cali, the Lashley matches, right? So mm-hmm. he's he's right there. However, what he is not mentioning there is the sort of, you know, almost a dozen years of his in-ring stuff where he was hokey. I mean, at any point, I mean, I know The Rock does a bad sharpshooter, so that's fine. But like... <laughs> that, that is true. I, I mean, the cross face that he did, when Steve Austin has to give you into trouble because you don't apply it properly on a network podcast, that tells you all you need to know. He, he's not believable. He, he is a pantomime dame in disguise. He just, he does not know subtlety if it hit him in the face. But the other thing that I think is just, for me, is the, the way that I rate between the two of them, right? Now, granted, I am biased because I like The Rock more. I don't love him as much as you do, so I'm not like in the fight as much as you are. But to me, one of these two elevated people and one of them buried people and left a graveyard of people behind. And I think mm. we know who's who. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so many different ways I want to... <laughs> Or I could attack this. Like, you know, some people are tweeting me saying like, well, you know, Cena was a bigger draw. You're not a bigger draw by by being around by default, right? Cena was around for 20 years. This is the argument some people are using, right? That makes you a bigger draw. He was not a bigger draw. You're a bigger draw by selling out buildings, selling pay-per-views. The the biggest pay-per-views that Cena ever drew were with The Rock. So don't be stupid. Don't be stupid to think that. Um yeah, like, and just some people as well. So, like, I've had one saying, "The only thing The Rock does better than Cena is comedy." What? Like, yeah. it, the, the Rock, the the Rock's promo, right? And again, this is people who do just didn't watch The Rock every week, right? And they only they only know him from clips, which you know, again, you don't. How many people sit there and watch a montage of Cena clips, like interviews and stuff on YouTube? I'm not going to imagine as many as The Rock, but um, you know, he, he did used to sell pay-per-views he sold events and he did that on the microphone in the ring that there there's there is this notion that because the rock's not like fucking dynamite kid or brian Danielson, that he wasn't good in the ring yes he was he had plenty of really good matches right great matches i dare say 
with a lot uh, with uh, you know again Triple H had a whole catalogue in two thousand. We're talking. I said I I still stand by the fact that his match with Hulk Hogan is one of the greatest matches of all time, and you don't have to do like a million moon salts or have a technical masterclass to have the greatest match. I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. They drew tens of thousands of people and had them going absolutely bananas for like half an hour, yeah. like in the palm of their hand. You could say that no you know, crowd investment and things like that. Has there ever been a match that's had it more than that on the on a grander stage? I, I would argue not, right? Um, everything I'm saying here is not to diminish John Cena in any kind of way. Uh, he, he's, he, yeah, he was the number one guy for a long time. You know, and that's, that's another common response. So there's a reason he was the number one guy for a long time. Yeah, they, of course there is. Vince McMahon made it that way. Like, also, there were years where fans said they didn't want him to be the number one guy. Years, right? Yeah. Um, Cena never got to turn heel, so I kind of feel feel for him in that regard. But nothing like touches what like Hollywood Rock was doing, for instance, right? The Rock's ability to pivot character and do that. It was one of the greatest heel, you know, it was only about six months he ended up doing it, but it's one of the greatest sort of pivots from a top guy I've ever seen. Um, and, and that comes off the back of you know, 2000, 2001 into 2002, where he's literally with Steve Austin, maybe the hottest baby face of all time. I mean, Hulk Hogan in his pomp was, was an incredibly hot baby face. But when was Cena ever that hot as a baby face? He was kind of hot with the rap gimmick as he got his made his way to the world title. And then it wasn't that long before they were booing him again. So, like, people talk about being number one and poster boy of a company. It's one thing to be it, and it's another thing for Vince to make you it. Right. And I'm not I'm not saying like Vince, you know, Vince was pushing rock from the start incredibly strongly, but he still had to kind of go around the houses, have a heel turn, make his way in the nation domination. Um, you know, you have to have the the crowd end up saying, yes, we want this guy. And the rock's reactions at the turn of the millennium stand up against anybody ever in the business in terms of pops and, and reactions. I mean, so, again, some of the so, what I want to find one particular reply that i had because i I just i just replied to him saying you're just saying things (laughs) you are (laughs) just saying words now that you you don't you know you don't understand um Uh, i need to find it you say you find that and i'll I'll just wait hang on hang on okay hang on hang on i've I've got it i got it right uh uh, so i said uh he he was saying that this guy was he was saying he wasn't very good in ring basically and i was like well therein lies the rub what you or i think is good in ring is really irrelevant, right? Like what I, I like, you know, if I love Kurt Angle or Rob Van Dam, that doesn't necessarily mean someone else does. Like the drawing does, the moments that they create do, the crowd investment for those matches matters, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's why I, I make the arguments that I did earlier. And he says, by that metric, Cena has more polarizing and interesting reactions than Rock. More iconic moments and has drawn more money overall. I mean, Johnny's name is, I I I, his, name, his name's not Mark, by any chance. No. Well, his um, bio says his, his bio <laughs> says very, very, very fucking clear sighted. I don't think you are, John. I've got to tell you. Um, but then, uh, uh, an interesting. I feel like when, when you ha- when you're in one of these debates, right, and I, I, do you know the thing that gets me sometimes is, is whenever something comes out on Twitter or like you know, there's a debate and somebody goes, "Who cares?" It's like it's Twitter. You can say about anything. Who cares? Mm. It's like a redundant thing to say. It's Twitter. You could say who cares about any topic we're talking about. But I think with the Rock and Cena thing is that if the debate is who was better in wrestling in general, then 
they've got a lot that you can kind of even up and stack up. But I think if you're going to go down the iconic moments route, Rock wins. If you're going to go down who was elevated more by working with somebody, Rock wins. Cena does have longevity, but I think that if you look at it, it's like Rock could have had longevity if he wanted to. Yeah, if he wanted to, but he went went to become the most famous, literally in the top three or five famous people in the world. And I don't. I, I think Cena did do a lot of good things, but I I do think, you know, there's a there's a lot of. I mean, Bray Wyatt, uh, Rusev, oh. The Miz, Nexus, Jack Swagger, Dolph Ziggler. There's loads of people. Ryback, you could even Ryback. Like, and I'm getting damn near wrong. <laughs> I'm not sitting here saying Ryback should, you know. But uh, the the point is, there was like a whole few years with Cena where he just got into feuds and he won every single time, and nobody was richer for the experience, right? Like, what is what is Rock, one of Rock's one of Rock's things that he was famous for was losing more often than a top guy should. Because if you look back, there is no top guy in the history of wrestling, whether it's Cena. Uh, Hogan, Austin, nobody. Well, no, do you know what? I will give Cena this. Cena did lose a fair whack because he had to. But Rock did it a lot, and he didn't really, and and it never really affected him. Like you can see, Austin hated to lose, hated yeah. to lose, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hated it. But, I mean, but, with uh, Rock, though, you, you can see with Rock's title runs. Like, I mean, he's got ten of them, but I don't think he ever had one that went over three or four months. Right, and no. most of them were most of them were quite short. In fact, um, you know, like he traded it with Triple H quite a lot in two thousand. But but I would say also, like, is Triple H, and this works both ways, is the Rock the big baby face, and is Triple H the biggest heel without each other? Right, and then you've obviously got the Steve Austin feud, which speaks for itself. He he has the moment with Hogan, which is an all time WrestleMania moment, and you know, feud in many ways. Even though I could criticize the way they got to WrestleMania, but I won't. Um, and I just think with Cena at WrestleMania, like what what is his legendary matchup feud? Um, because I, I don't think he really hit the mark with like Bray Wyatt, you know, twice for that matter. Um, the the Undertaker thing was just to do it; it wasn't very good. I was there. Um. Yeah, you know, and I know mean, he had that kind of stretch that involved Shawn Michaels and Triple H, you know, alternating years. Which was fine. I mean, the, 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 when you say WrestleMania, John Cena, to me, I think of him lifting up Big Show, which was quite cool at the time. Uh-huh. Um, Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
and I don't have that much else. I mean, you would I argue mean, it is The Rock, really, and I don't think those matches were like incredible or anything. But like, I thought the first, I thought, I, I thought the first one was 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 great. But the problem was, I remember being at that WrestleMania, right? I remember going, and I was like, and you know, for anyone who was my age, like junior, how old would I have been? Like late twenties, right? If you're in your late twenties, you did not want John Cena to win that match. There was just no <laughs> party, right? Yeah. If you had pubes, you did not want John Cena to win that match. Was the general rule. But um, so the match is going on, the match is going on, and then Rock won, right? And it was like this, like it was like the Berlin Wall had fallen down. Like that was the way people were reacting as you know Cena mm. had been beaten. And initially, for about two minutes, I was overjoyed, and then it sunk in, and I was like, "They're going to, they're going to have to do it again." <laughs> and if they do do it again, Cena has to win. So, and part of me was going, because w- the problem they had going into that WrestleMania was there was no real win position. If Rock won, then Cena was the full timer who couldn't be the part timer. If Cena won, the, the crowd would be would hate it. Um. So when they came back the following year, it was like we all know what this is. This is well, we, all, we all knew. We all knew before we got there, right? Yeah. Like Cena, when, one, but even before the Royal Rumble, Rock's facing Punk, Cena's in the Rumble. We all know what the result of those two matches were going to be, and we were right. And then you're just on the road to WrestleMania, where you're hoping they can make it as interesting as possible. But we knew what was going to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I think over. But, I mean, you know, I think Hogan and Austin is a is a is a more interesting debate to have because I think they are pretty much neck and neck. And I think you could kind of argue either way. But with Rock and Cena, to me, it's it's not even a debate that Rock was bigger slash better overall. I mean, because they were both, you know, if if you're going to come at Rock for the homophobic insults, which I understand, Cena did them too, just as much. Mm. So that kind of cancels each other out. But yeah, I think overall, I think Cena redeemed himself a lot by those last couple of years, like you say. But um yeah, I think yeah, that makes it that makes it a conversation. And, and like yeah. you said, like he does have his, his strong spots. Um, that kind of longevity buys him strong you spots, know, bold spots. He's got it all. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. See, why did know, John? Why did John Cena? I mean, if John, if you're listening to this, go to Turkey. It's 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 an in and out process now. Same day. I think he. Look, I think he looks very handsome with his hair grown out as well. Like uh, I, I, when once he when he first grew it, I thought he shouldn't have waited that long, John. But, yeah. you know. No, no, you know, no. The hair, the hair length from his front looks great, but it's the side plate mm. shaped the hole at the back that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to be obviously fully transparent, I, don't, I, mean, I assume most people who listen to us realize what I'm like. But um, yeah, we're just obviously as a, as a fan. Um, the Rock was obviously my guy. Like when he got me into the business, he was like who I adored as a kid. I do like to think though that in my career, I've I've always maintained kind of objectivity and balance. Um, so as much as I like, you know, the, the kid in me, I guess, is is passionately defending the Rock in this in this debate. I, I do objectively believe um, like his highest highs, the moments. And the rivalries and on everything that he achieved, I, I I just feel like he does win that argument. Um, not to disparage anything for John Cena, obviously, but there you go. Trying to be as transparent as possible, Kenny. <laughs> I think you did a good job. I mean, I I'm, I'm way too opinionated, as you know. I mean, I remember, I won't say who it was, but I remember once I, I sort of said something about a wrestler 
not of them as a person, but just like about their performance. And I think I, I felt you almost shit yourself because I had been so cutthroat about what I'd said about somebody's charisma. Um, which, <laughs> which is, which is actually remember. good because that person has now developed charisma since. So it's not that bad anymore. But at the time, yeah, lamppost material. Yeah, yeah, they're having a good time now. Um, all right, away from, away from that and the many terrible tweets that I have uh, hmm. received. I just can't deal with people. Just, people just say things, Kenny. It was a bigger draw. Where's, then- where's your substance behind it? Anyway, anyway, <coughs> moving on before I have a rabbit hole. Uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Judgment Day main event this week. Seems like there were some disagreements afterwards, Kenny. What what do what do we think? What do we need to tell the people about this incident? Yeah, so I mean, so yeah, Seth Rollins, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens against the Judgment Day. It's funny because I'm very aware we're in the business of news, right? We're in the business of wrestling news. I am guilty of that. I own a website that is about wrestling news, so I am not saying mm. that we should not be discussing it. But I think it's a very overblown thing because yes, of course it is. You, I mean, you you cover real sports, right? And yeah. in real in real sports, like there are way bigger disagreements or whatever. And it's like I, I read so there's a guy who I follow on Twitter, right? And I would really recommend following him if you do not mind semi offensive tweets and just someone who doesn't give a shit. His name's Ian Drew the Giant. That's the Twitter handle, and basically calls himself Ian Drew Dice Clay. But he's like a guy who clearly watched wrestling in the nineties, and he just tweets what he likes about wrestling, and I live for them at, at, all, at all times. But he said something that I thought was so true and he was like, thank God the boys care again enough to be like, like see if this match was, if, if they weren't happy with it and they had a bit of a you know, disagreement about it, good. They care. They want it mm. to be good. Like, I don't see the, the downside to it. I know that obviously, you know, everything gets reported now everywhere. So like, it's going to get out there, but I don't really see a negative to it. I actually kind of saw a positive that uh, the wrestlers are so, you know, they, they, they it makes me think they realise how hot a period they're in right now and they want to do the best they can. So to me, that's a good thing. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. I, I was about to say, I, was, I mean, I played football to a pretty good level and I remember when I, you know, getting paid to play is very different than playing for fun. And um, that was like a shock to the system when I first started playing, how seriously people take take it right like it matters a lot and that and to give relevance to what you just said like there'll be several times on the pitch or in the dressing room where tempers do flare right and you do argue because you do see things differently or no one's quite doing their job or their end of the bargain and that just kind of seems to be what happened here they were saying that you know things changed last minute and then as a result some things went wrong out there I can't say it was glaring to me having watched it back at a glance. Um, but, you know, great for them that, as Kenny says, that they take such pride in their work that, they, you know, there, there was a discussion to be had. And, and we know that, you know, especially like Finn and Sammy, for instance, and uh, Kevin, like they are close friends. So, yeah, I I, I don't, I, I, I mean, again, people are kind of gagging to write argument or confrontation or, you know, Whatever it is, you know, even, I think even on the Daily Mail on our US site, they they did it as backstage argument, which I guess it is. But um, but that's the that's any, the balance we've got to strike. Right? More than that. Yeah, I think that's the balance. Is that unfortunately, you know, you you work for someone, I work with stuff where we kind of have to cover it and have to 
put a spin on it for people to read about it. But at the same time, I mean, yeah. I mean, arg- argument is fair. It doesn't mean they got into like a scuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but people always take people always whenever you write something in terms of a title or a headline, people will always take the most extreme view of what that is, and then yeah. kind of left handed be like, well, argument can also mean you know disagreement by you know speaking it does not mean a fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's like it's wrestling. Wrestling should be wrestling should be a competitive sport where people are you know really gung-ho to do do their best work and and passionate about it and i think if we get to a point where that's not happening anymore there's probably a, an issue so yeah, yeah. I, I don't see a problem with it then you have to ask questions uh right with that you've heard enough from kenny and myself we will hand you over to the undisputed tag team champions uh, i caught them just across the river from the o2 ahead of money in the bank uh, and it was a really good chat, man. Like the PR, <laughs> he came over to me uh, before we started, and he said, "Look, Kevin is not in the best mood." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, okay, I, I haven't heard that before." Um, but you know, they'd only just flown in, I think, and he was really tired or he was struggling with the jet lag. But I will say this: uh, he went out of his way to to give me a really good interview, right? Like he, you could tell he was trying to to give me good stuff. Um, even though, like, as soon as the camera stopped rolling, he was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, get me out of here, basically. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, very good egg. Thank, thank you for putting on a brave face, Kevin Owens. Uh, and yeah, listen to the dulcet tones of the tag team champions. Myself and Kenny will be gunning for a third straight week <laughs> next week here at Break It Down. Uh, I know Kenny's got a busy period coming up with Inside the Ropes. Tell the fine people before we sign off, Kenny. Yeah, if you're some, if somehow you're near Glasgow. Uh, doing a show with Gangrel this Sunday in Glasgow. It should be very fun. I'm very much looking forward to spending a Sunday afternoon with him. Uh, and then, uh, before you know it, Eric Bischoff comes up in September. Um, loads of content going out. I've, I've actually got an interview with Soraya that is going to go up this weekend Ooh. on the uh, YouTube channel. So that should be good. Um, and uh, yeah, loads of other stuff going on. You just follow me on Twitter. Kenny MCITR. If we're still using Twitter this time next week, I've got a thread now. Well, yeah, I've... I have threads too. But then it looks like Twitter's made, you know, kicked out of two, maybe. You know, they've got rid of the rate limit. Uh, maybe they're going to survive after all. Uh, I'm Alex McCarthy, 88 uh, on Twitter. And don't forget, Kenny will be at SummerSlam. So in the coming weeks, stay tuned for all of the good stuff from us uh, and hopefully interviews that will spawn out of that but for now enjoy this interview of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens holding the hard way i feel like every time i've interviewed you before i was like when are you going to have a tag title run when are you going to get together oh, i thought you meant the microphone here <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier about how lightweight uh, mm, those microphones t- are this is very progressive yeah. um, <laughs> It's finally here. We finally got you two with the tag belts. Um, how does it feel to have finally kind of got somewhere that so many people have demanded for so long? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, it feels nice. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. Yeah, you could. You could end it there. In summer, in short, it feels nice. But to expand on that slightly, I'll say um, that. Um, Given the history with he and I, I think it's uh, it's obviously doubly or triply, quadruply special when you take into account the factors that got us here or the, how we got these, mm-hmm. you know, at WrestleMania in the main event together with one another. You know, as everyone knows, we started out together 20 years ago. So when you 
factor all that in, it's almost like storybook type things, you know? So uh, I think it's bigger than just winning the tag team championships. Mm. I think and people recognize that. I think that's what's making this particular tag team championship reign special to the audience because they, they know the story. They know the backstory. They know how and why winning these was so special for us. Yeah, you know? and as you mentioned, the significance of it being a tag team main event at WrestleMania that had never been before with the belts, I should mention. Yeah. Like, winning them as part of a grand story, that means much more. So, like, now that you have them, what, what does that mean for you moving forward? You, you want to help bring other people into the picture to, to lift the division? Is it something you want to, stories you want to achieve? Like, how do you see that? Well, so uh, one of the things that I was concerned about before winning them was that when we did get them, I want to live up to the Usos title reign because they, uh, man, they did a lot for these titles. They worked very hard to get them to the point where they could main them at WrestleMania. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of credit goes to them for that. Uh, so honestly, I don't. I don't feel like we've really uh, so far in, in our run. I don't think we're anywhere near that. I, I really want to work very hard to, to once we're all said and done with these titles, and it, you know somebody else takes them from us. I want to, you know, I want our run to be talked about in the same vein as the Usos. So that's a challenge in itself because man, they did really incredible, and uh, you know what. Uh, I, 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 those guys are, I, if anything, now finally they're getting their flowers, but they've been, in my opinion, underappreciated for a long time. So that was a big concern to me. Like, I just don't, I, I want to live up to the, the work they've done. And uh, we're obviously working our, our heart out to try to make sure that happens. So I guess that's the one concern for us in, in, that, in, that, you know, in, the, in that part of it is just to make sure these titles stay at the forefront of the stories and uh, are keep being as important as they've been the last few months. Yeah, retain that value. Uh, sorry, yeah, thank you. And, and that's the thing as well. The, that Saudi Arabia match was another great beat in the Bloodline story. Awesome. The, you, you know, that moment for you even before the match began. Yeah, right. And I know that you guys hadn't been to Saudi before that. So how much more special was it that you got to kind of... You know, it was much more than just a wrestling match in many ways, I felt. Yeah, that was a pretty big deal for me uh, for a number of reasons. But um, that whole trip was really, really, really remarkable. Um, I guess on some level, even as a child, right, being an Arab or Muslim growing up and um, never really seeing a positive representation of that in media or whatever, right? I always just assumed that if I ever got to WWE, I'd have to play like a terrorist or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know if you can use that, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, because that was that was that was just the perception, and that was the portrayal of Arabs and Muslims on on television. Yeah, yeah. Not, never mind WWE, just in media. So it was always sort of a thing in the back of my head, like, man, I'd love to change that one day. Yeah. Uh, so to be able to kind of uh, really embrace that, and for the fact that even a, a, a major premium live event like that was coming, and it was a, um, it wasn't just sort of like. Those early Saudi Arabia shows felt very not WWE-ish. Yeah, yeah. They felt like here is a WWE show taking place somewhere else. I agree. And, ha and we happen to be able to watch it. But now that was just a seamless part of the show. It was, like you said, a progression in the story with the bloodline and everything else. And it just so happens to be in Saudi Arabia. So for that to converge with this wonderful story that I've been lucky enough to be a part of for the last year... For that to kind of converge with this moment of me being able to to kind of come before my people or whatever you want to call it, but to be there and to have that sort of return and f under those circumstances was very, very special. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of love for the Usos a minute ago. If Sammy and Kevin couldn't be the ones to defame Roman, would you like to see Jay or someone like that? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, either Jay or Jimmy. Mm. I think both those guys deserve the world. And, uh, you know, both those guys would be fantastic universal world champions, whatever you want to call that title now. Forget what they say. But uh, I think they'd be, uh, they'd be a shoe-in for that spot. They'd do great at it. And, honestly... With the way everything's progressed and and, and, and the, the new heights they've reached, it certainly wouldn't look out of place. So I, I think that would be a great great idea for sure. What do you think? Who do you think should define Roman? You can have it back. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, I think from a, a character and a story perspective, it does make sense to see Jimmy or Jay do it at this point. I think a lot of characters have kind of come along throughout the last three years that could have been... Um, a very fitting ending. There was a few. Yourself there was a few. I think I was one. Yeah. I think Cody was one. I think even Drew to a certain extent. M maybe not totally because of the story, the, you know, the broader story. Yeah. But I'm saying there's there's been a couple of moments and a couple of people and even Kevin could have been points where there's a little bow on the on the story, uh, the culmination of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, you know, it does seem at this point, after everything else, that Jimmy or Jay would be the most fitting. For the story, I have some quick fire to finish on, right? For you guys, you can take that. Okay, there you go. Uh, when was the last time, and who were you starstruck by? Um, the last time was probably, and it was several years ago, but uh, first time I met Shawn Michaels because mm. he's the reason I do this. So, the first time I got to meet him, I was really, really just couldn't believe I got to meet him, couldn't believe I got to, and now you know, now see him every couple of yeah. weeks, every few months, and yeah. he's just. He acts like one of our peers, but to me, he's always going to be Shawn Michaels, yeah. you know, so it's, it never gets old. What about you? Uh, it's a non-wrestling answer. Sure. Um, a few years ago, I was uh, at a, a, a rock concert, a punk rock concert for a band called The Interrupters. I was there with Corey Graves, mm -hmm. and um, we were in their uh, dressing room somehow, and and uh, Fat Mike from No Effects, if you know who that is, <laughs> pretty niche audience here. <laughs> he's a really, really famous punk rock uh, singer. And he just walked into the room. And because I had no idea he was going to be there, I was like, oh, my God. It mm. just kind of took me aback a bit. Um, so I know not a pretty niche answer. You have to be really into punk rock to kind of uh, appreciate that one. But that was the last time I it was like, oh, my God, that's that guy I've been listening to for so many years. Yeah. And it kind of took me aback. Uh, I mean, Bianca's was Kelly Rowland in a corridor. So oh, there you go. That's a pretty good one. Uh, most expensive purchase since you joined WWE. We kind of saw Matthew McConaughey backstage what? once, right? Yeah, we didn't get to. Kind of? we, he, well, <laughs> we didn't get to actually didn't get meet to talk to him because there's a line of 17 people <laughs> yeah. trying to get his attention. But it was so like, like, oh, guess, that's Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Wow, you know that was that would be a big deal. Um, I guess that's something. <laughs> it counts. It counts. Yeah, you're in the same place. Most expensive purchase since you've joined WWE. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> that's a weird question to ask. <laughs> yeah. No, no bags, that's trainers. Not, it's not for you to know. <laughs> yeah. What Does about? I, I mean, a house. A house. Yeah. 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 Great purchase. Right, yeah. Most people say the house, which is right. Uh, thing you hate about the gym is a particular exercise or anything like that that you don't like going to do. You know, I don't like the doors. So <laughs> he doesn't like, like the entrance. I don't like yeah. the entrance, so I just don't go. Um, about the what's the question here? Is it about the process of working out or like actual gym th actual things that happen? At, that you don't like, yeah. Oh uh, well, of course I don't. I don't love doing legs, but I have to. But I'm like, oh man, this is going to be sore for three days now and whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Legs, but they're fun to do. But they're they come with a a, a heavy price. <laughs> mm. uh, favorite place to travel to perform? 
don't have to say UK. Oh, man, that's just <laughs> tough. But obviously going back to Canada every time is, you know, it's a special treat for us. And uh, the crowds are always pretty phenomenal. So, you know, if we're talking, I know it's kind of going back home, but, no, you know, that, that's still, we don't get to perform there as much as we as we wish. So mm-hmm. Canada's top of the list for me, for sure. Uh, I, it's very hard for me to answer this question. I get asked a lot, like, where's the favorite your favorite place you've been? Um, and I like a lot of places, so it's very, very hard to choose. I, I, I don't have. You explore ha- a lot, don't you, when you're. Yeah, you're for yeah. sure. I make a point of it, actually. And uh, the UK, I've been coming here for a while. And I, I know you said don't say the UK because you're not. <laughs> but it is very special for me to be here. Um, Europe in general, but this, South America, Japan, uh, Saudi Arabia, wherever, Canada, Montreal. I, I just, I really appreciate being every, everywhere. Mm. Everywhere is kind of great in its own way, you know what I mean? I like you ever the diplomats, I mean. Um, well, but, it, but it's a, just be, I'm being very honest. It's not, it's not, I wish I could give you a concrete answer. Say like, you know, I, I just was saying in a different interview how I love wrestling in Santiago, Chile. I think they might be the best crowd in the whole world. But um, that's not to say that I don't love being in other countries and Absolutely. performing in front of other audiences. Uh, very last one. Who, who made you laugh the most during your WWE tenure backstage? Who's Joker in the locker room? Uh, for me, it's uh, CJ Parker, who's now known mm, as Juice yeah. Robinson. Very Probably funny. the funniest person I've ever met in my life. Yeah, you know? I can see that. Oh, man, that's such a tough one. I don't know. I guess I'm going back to NXT as well, but... Uh, uh, Adrian Neville, who's Neville now known as Pac, we used to have a lot of laughs together, uh-huh. and I really miss him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a great. Man, yeah, man. he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? Is that, that, is, that it? Newcastle yeah, man. yeah. He he loves his Toon Army. He loves them. Yeah. 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 So I, I really miss him a lot, and we used to have a lot of laughs together. That's the first one that comes to, to mind. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.